0: Riding my bicycle Riding my bicycle Riding my bicycle Riding my bicycle So smooth
1: I wish that I could be Bicycling
2: on the sea I'd have a paddle boat My bicycle
3: Hey, this is Bike Talk, and um, I'm Nick, and this is...
4: Hi, I'm Molly. I'm
5: Maddie. And I'm Kristen.
3: So we had a critical mass last night, and that's the big topic of today. That's the big theme of today.
4: Yeah, and it sounds like we have a lot of kind of people coming in who are going to talk with us about their experience um, both this month and last month. But uh, the monthly critical mass was last night, and a couple of us went on it. And uh we were escorted by the police for a number of different reasons this this month, and I had a lot of fun,
5: yeah, it was just a really peaceful ride a lot you know it was just well organized and there was just a lot of positive energy going on yeah you know,
0: i saw i saw I got an email from l a c d c talking about um no corking and like behave yourselves no corking, but what mm-hmm. you were saying. What were you saying about the corking? Well, the, the,
4: the cyclists weren't corking the intersections, um, but the, the police were. Um, we had a bunch of um, police both on motorcycles. You want to say
3: what corking is real quick? Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, so basically, this the critical mass ride is a really large group ride that happens on a monthly basis, and it's not something that's unique to, to Los Angeles. They happen all over the country, all over the world. And a, a key component to sort of like any large group ride when you have that many people is you're inevitably going to run into some, some red lights. And so the idea is that you have um, sort of the, the riders in front are going to make sure that the cars stop um, so that all the riders can get through the intersection. And that process is called corking.
0: And it's, it's, it's a safety thing.
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's a safety thing but to, it in order to keep the yeah, the group together and so that it doesn't get all split, uh, split up into smaller f- fragmented groups um the idea is to to have this corking and uh and basically um our understanding was um if LAPD came out on the ride we would have to stop at all the red lights there would be not as much corking if any and um and that, you know, the cyclists would have to, you know, follow all the laws because the, the police were there and they could, you know, ticket us kind of in mass if they so chose. But, um, I think that all of us who are on the ride were pleasantly surprised.
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was, there was a lot of different ideas floating around in terms of as a group collectively to choose to stop at red lights, to kind of show kind of unity with the police and obeying the laws. But Instead, you know, the police kind of got in the spirit of critical mass and the safety of the riders and letting the ride go through. And it really it really did legitimize by, by the cops actually stopping the cars. So then you had less confrontation with, you know, with, with the cars themselves. Because a lot of times when you had the cyclists on different rides, when you have cyclists corking the intersections, it makes the cars pretty angry that, that a bicycle is actually stopping their movement. So when you had the police that were stopping it, you know, there was it was understood that this was organized, that this was legitimized, and that we really had a right to be on this group ride.
3: Well, this is this is also referred to as the civil obedience ride, wasn't it?
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. So I mean, that was one of the well, like Maddie was saying, one of the ideas that was sort of floating around was that what would happen if we had like a, a final destination, or just a destination, and all the riders knew about it, and then instead of going in like a big one big mass, we would we would probably be divided up, um, into a lot of little groups and, and each group would then kind of, uh, go get to the final destination sort of on their own accord. Um, I think roadblock was describing it as kind of like a big game of like hide and seek. (laughs) Um, but the way that the way that the, the LAPD was interacting with us, it wasn't necessary.
3: We actually have roadblock. Okay. I mean
4: the audio. Okay. So um yeah, so um you made
0: her lose her train of thought. I can't remember <laughs> right. what I was saying.
4: I can't. We we have video um or an audio stream of of. You play it then? Since I thought it made you lose your train yeah, so of. I lost my train of thought, but we're gonna play an audio feed of an interview with Roblox from yesterday, I think.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
7: Uh, tonight was was a uh, an amazing ride. The, I think that actually the police won a lot of people over. I think that um, it was
8: it was very fun and. Not only that, people were like waiting for
9: the cops like, okay, where are they so they can block for us and, and uh, I think it was good vibes. Even the cops had fun. Yeah, the, the cops seemed to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Alright,
7: great. And and, and uh, what was funny was uh, they were getting tired. Like A lot of them were getting tired. Except for uh, <laughs> Officer Helper, Officer Gordon Helper, I believe his name is, is the only guy that seemed to be able to wait. handle that, the pace. Yeah. 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 yeah, he was the only guy that was handling it. The rest of the uh, bike cops were Dropped. They were cum definitely camp
10: huffing. Camp huffing. <laughs> definitely cum yeah. So it was,
3: good. It was good. good. So we also have them from uh, some other people.
10: Okay.
5: So you were you were saying it was about 25, 20. 25? I don't know how I. It was it was a longer ride. I mean, we went. It was it was a lot of kind of wet east west movement. Yeah. Um, down Santa Monica, down Melrose, Arlington, Arlington, yeah, crossing the one one a couple times,
4: yeah, and and I mean like like we said we, the the riders weren't sure how it was, how it was going to be different than than other you know other critical mass rides because, we didn't know what kind of interaction with the with the police we were gonna have so, it ended up being, you know probably one of the most together masses that I've ever ridden with because um the the LAPD were corking intersections for us and and making sure that the cars were stopping um and then of course like you know as cyclists we are all working together anyways and you know warning other riders about cars and pedestrians and and that sort of thing when we're turning so it was it was definitely probably one of the most mass heavy rides I've ever ridden on just there was everyone was together everyone was like looking out for each other um. And we were all following the laws, and I I don't think anyone got a, a ticket for running a red light. No, no.
5: I, th- I heard the only problem was they did the police did catch someone tagging okay. along the way. Um, but that's the, but that's the only the only incident I've was heard. that
4: towards the end. I believe. Yeah, that was towards the end. And then there was one other. I mean, one other inf- unfortunate incident because of the way that LA is structured. Um. There's cities within cities, so the police didn't were unable. The L- Los Angeles police were unable to go through West Hollywood with us <laughs> um, because it's outside of their jurisdiction. Wait, does that
3: mean that if they're chasing you, they yeah, if you they're make chasing it, you make it to West Hollywood? If, the,
4: if they're go? chasing you, they can go through, and then they, I think that that sort of trumps the the jurisdictional argument. But they the the police, um, both on motorcycles and bicycles, did not. As soon as we turned into West Hollywood, they stopped, and they I think had to like go around. they, they got to rest. <laughs> a little bit while we were sort of meandering through West Hollywood, which is actually unfortunate because the only, the only incident that I'm aware of um, in, in terms of uh, bad interactions between um, uh, motorists and cyclists was in West Hollywood. Um, some people got hit by a car. Whoa.
10: Really?
4: Oh shit! And um, if we can, <laughs> if we can, if we can pull up uh, some Twitter accounts, um, I believe we have the license plate and everything. But it was a hit and run. Um, the ambulance, there were ambulances coming sort of, they were going west as we were going east, down, I believe, Santa Monica. Yeah. And that was for um a couple cyclists who got hit when a car was going into the intersection. Or no, it, it was turning, it was doing a sharp right into a gas station. Took out, I believe, two cyclists. And then as soon as it, it hit them, reversed and sped off. And we have a make model, license plate number. All um, should be floating around the the Twitter universe.
5: Do you know if the cyclists are okay? Um,
4: I mean, I I believe. I mean, it's all yeah, it's all so speculation. Like <laughs> um, they did have to go to the ER. Someone, somewhere said that that maybe one of them had uh, done some serious damage to a leg. Wow. But I'm I'm not sure, so I don't really, I don't really. Know. <laughs> we're we're not sure, but well,
0: yeah, let's hope they're fine.
4: Maybe we can check the yeah. Twitter.
0: About how many how many cyclists and
5: how many. Police officers? Do you think attended?
4: I believe the numbers were like between five and seven hundred cyclists.
5: Yeah, I think there was about thirty bike, thirty cops 30 on bikes, on bold, bikes, and then and maybe ten, fifteen <laughs> motorcycle cops.
4: Yeah, and it sort of varied through the night. We we also got some cop cars out for us. Yeah, at there was some cop point. cars.
5: There was. Um, there was also a helicopter too.
4: Was it police? I thought it was. was were, were, did we have a police helicopter, or were they all news? Well,
5: it was. It depend, I think at the beginning um, there was a news helicopter, okay. but then during the rest of the ride, I think there were the L.P.D. No yeah. Yeah. So nice clear, to, yeah, clearly, yeah. Nice. Clearly, we
4: don't have this kind of resources on a monthly basis. Yeah, this no, is a one time shot. It was nice
5: to see, like, kind of as a unity thing for our own like safety and just watching us, rather than feel like being watched and you mm-hmm. know that it was that, that it was like a unity thing and. It, they were make, watching out for us rather than like watching to see what yeah. what the maps
3: would do. So if they're not going to be there every month, what was why were they there this time?
5: So um,
4: I think we're going to have uh, a guest in later, Manny, who will be talking a little bit about what happened last month, which was kind of the reason that the the police came out this month. Um, but basically, there was an incident last month where uh, some. Police officers were harassing cyclists during the ride. Um, and I believe all that, I mean, in quotes, all that happened was that they were knocking cyclists over by kicking their wheels. And
0: there's, and there's video that was yeah. circulating around on the Internet. Yeah, the
3: video out yeah.
4: there.
0: Yeah. And the Internet was taken by Manny, right? Yeah,
4: so the video was taken by Manny, who will be in shortly.
3: There's a link on the KPFK Bike Talk page. Um, In one of the articles.
4: Yeah, so he basically was videotaping this with his iPhone, um, and the police, I don't know if it was one or or many, but uh, they knocked him over and uh, simultaneously told him to to stay down and get up, uh, put him in handcuffs, and smashed his iPhone with their feet. So... um, but those iPhones are hardy so it survived and and the and the the, the video survived and it went on to YouTube and i mean every, everyone saw it and and from that is is a i believe a, a lawsuit against the LAPD um, and that was the reason that i mean this was the fact that the the police came out this week or this month was a very very huge decision on their part to ride with us because of this incident that happened last month
3: well we're going to have uh, one of the commanders call in later almost at eleven um, and to talk, talk about,
4: about why they decided to to yeah. join in and what are they what they're going to do in the future yeah cool yeah because I mean it is it was it was really fun i really I mean I really really had a good time all in all on the ride
5: yeah you just it's just the whole kind of i you know the rides can i think why they have kind of a bad rap is 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 for a lot of different reasons and one of it is that there's kind of a lot of bad behavior you don't and there's kind of animosity between the cars and the cyclists and it just doesn't necessarily always have a positive energy or you know a great positivity and Last night was a change. It really was a change in the mm-hmm. critical mass and 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 the energy and the interactions and not to say that
4: saying. all the cars were happy. No, no, <laughs> no. You
5: know, but or
4: the people were happy. But no,
5: but you, you get you get the, a lot of people actually positive. like yeah that, that are honking not not at the cyclists but mm-hmm. kind of as a celebration of mm-hmm. seeing. Just like I heard that actually the ride went for a mile. Like there was the cyclists were mm-hmm. spanned a mile down Western Avenue. So
3: well, yeah, it's a it's a. It's like a it's a spectacle when when critical mass happens. People come out of their houses and they're waving. Oh yeah! It's like an alien visitation.
5: Oh, and the the kids, happening. yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And the the kids on the on the the side are so happy and they're like they're Mm -hmm. cheering and giving high fives and it it was yeah it was really fun.
4: Yay!
3: Well, (laughs) at um uh, I think at ten thirty or eleven we're also gonna have somebody from Portland call in who's really Joe. Front oh, who's really instrumental and in critical mass up there. And Chicken Love just came in, I'm sure he'll have a bunch to say. We could play his interview and before he even speaks and okay, hear what he, he has to good. say last night. You were there. I was there.
10: Uh...
3: Do you want to introduce the interview? We're gonna have an interview with you, Ross, Joe, and Dan. Oh, you you it. Yeah. Should we play it? Yeah,
6: yeah
3: play it, play it.
7: Did you
0: get to the beginning
3: of? It? Did somebody just get the beginning of? It? Uh, no. I haven't. I the ride last night. Good morning, ladies. Good Morning. For some reason, it's not playing. Okay. Have a I can keep DVD talking. <laughs> so, you're here. I wish, I, here wish right? I could have gone. Yeah, I, I'm here. I,
0: I actually stopped going to to the big mass rides about the time when midnight riders like before it was split up into mini rides because it just got so big and i was afraid of I've, I've seen too many cyclists being punished by motorists for other cyclist behavior so i just stopped and i think that
4: that was another thing i mean i think that you know we go through waves where we're more or less inclined to go on group rides and i, I just this kind of this kind of positive, fun environment makes everyone, you know, all cyclists more apt to, like, want to go out and hang out with other cyclists and and bike with them and that sort of thing.
5: Yeah, I talked to a lot of people that had done the same thing, that had just really stopped going on the critical mass rides, because they just kind of got a lot out of control, and maybe it's the publicity between, you know, for last night's ride, or the the LAPD being there, but it was a great chance for people who hadn't been a long time to come out and kind of Hopefully it, it's kind of a new a new phase of this, you know and
4: and I mean we shouldn't we shouldn't downplay it this was like this was something that was very very historic. This was a historic event for cyclists, but it's also a really important you know historical event um, about you know laPD and, and cyclist relations this was, uh, This is not the kind of thing that happens on a regular basis. I'm sure as we'll hear later on in the show. Um, this isn't going to happen again it won't happen frequently with this kind of um LAPD presence so this is a really important kind of time for for the cyclist you know movement i guess in Los Angeles to be renewed
5: yeah and 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 also to to as a as a reactionary thing to to kind of the the t- kind of tragic or the, the negative events of last month to be able to go forward and not have be animosity but but think about rethinking this this relation between cyclists and the LAPD and to really say okay that happened and now let's move forward in a more positive to coordinate with the PD to make sure that this type of thing doesn't happen in the future and to acknowledge the presence you know whether or not the you know the 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 LAPD is probably not going to be on the youth rise controlling it again but at least to know that this happens once a month to have, you know, a positive take on it to make sure there's th- these type of harassment events don't happen at these rides and just acknowledge that the critical mass is going to happen and let's do it positive. Let's make sure, you know, that, that there's not, you know, negative problems, that, that these things can work forward in the future.
4: And also just to, I mean, it's it's not just about um, having the police there. It's also like an, edu- you know, it's educational for them to see that you know, most of us are good people. Sure, there's some like crazy cyclists that don't follow the laws, but you've got that in any sort of group of people. You're gonna have the have the, the outlier.
0: Outliers <laughs> follow the laws too.
4: So, I, yeah. So I think I think it's like a good thing for the for the police to be able to come out and, and ride with us, and and we wore them out on their <laughs> little bikes. Uh, I think
0: it's I think it's really great that you know a lot of times there's the whole. I mean. Between any two different groups, if there's a cyclist or a motorist or, like, cyclists and cops, there's always this kind of us-and-them mentality. And I think it's really great that they were able to kind of cross the line and really, like, ride in our shoes and, and... and really get a glimpse of what a, the cyclist perspective is, and what like the mass ride perspective is.
5: Yeah, and that there's the cyclists watch out for each other, you know, and it's when saying that we're slowing down, or saying when there's a car in the way, when there's a rider down, you know, there, there's a, we watch out for other people. That there's real unity in the ride itself, and to know that it's not just an you know, anarchist type of thing. You
0: keep saying unity. I want to hear that Operation Ivy song. Yeah. <laughs> We hey, can do the that. Operation ID Unity Song?
3: Okay. That's so good. Um, I found this thing about um, there's this thing on the LAist uh, a thread that Madeline, you sent me the link to. And there's this one guy named uh, RY Ziggity. R. Y. And Z. you know him?
10: Yeah.
3: And he was, he was talking about critical masses. He was just very um, skeptical about whether Operation Civic, uh, Civil Obedience would work. And he says, uh, he's responding to somebody named Nate Tennis Guy. He says, Nate, you might have one or two leaders with good intentions, but if they're followed by 1,000 morons who shout profanities, wave middle fingers at drivers, and antagonize the police, I'm guessing it won't work. Call me pessimistic, but let me know how it goes Saturday. I'll be busy doing other things, hopefully not stuck in traffic behind bored hipsters with their ill-conceived social ideologies.
0: Wow. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) I
4: mean, I I think that's that's the, the... type of people that you know that we're trying to convert you know they're gonna they might be 10 minutes late to their dinner or something but you know they'll explain why they were late and they'll they'll say kind of like this this, the spectacle of it all you would never believe why i was late it wasn't it wasn't that i didn't leave on time or whatever it was because there were 700 cyclists in the street i mean that it's create the creating the awareness um uh, of the fact that there are cyclists and that there's a lot of us and that last night didn't even represent a large fraction of the cyclists that are in Los Angeles you know and I don't think that the reason we all went out last night was because we're bored hipsters I could be wrong <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong someone could correct me on that but I mean I just think that that kind of response is that, that was a biker right uh-huh. I mean
3: you know this guy
7: yeah I am I'm I really have heard a couple of things here at Chicken Leather uh, oh, radio voice isn't on yet. Here, let's try.
3: Anyway, um,
7: I'm, I was totally amazed by two things. One, how much solidarity there was, not only between the community but with the LAPD. We're going to play a clip. I have a clip, if your clip doesn't play. And two... Um, I'm picking up on the fact that you said that uh, you stopped going on the rides because they just got out of hand. Uh, Black Woman Sidekick used to go on all these rides, and you said, oh, they just got too fast. It was like Wolfpack and stuff. And after a while, I would just say, well, we'll create our own ride, which is what bike riding is all about. After a while, if you do get bored or, quote, unquote, the group uh, doesn't give you, you, you can start your own group. And I think that's what's so great about the, the bike community. There's no kind of like we're not taking in 20 inch wheels tonight we're not taking in the 20 you know the <laughs> 27 guys or the 700 it was really funny because there are some guys that are that are. it gets to be almost like obsessive behavior they start talking about crank size and <laughs> what they're running on their gears and all this but stuff. And, you're, and you're listening to this and I was talking to, uh, to Sexy he came out for the ride uh, he got away from um, uh, his uh, personal social life that's what everybody forgets it's like well, some of us do have a life outside of biking or something. What we have commitments?
4: <laughs> no way. Yeah,
7: it's true. And Not he me. he showed up, and what did we talk about? Of all things, we uh, I did an interview with him, literally talking about I had seen a, um, somebody talk about war and and ultimate kind of uh, goals for the peace, and, and and this was after going to Farm Lab or Metabolic Studios, whatever it's called, and he was just mesmerized. Not only that we were having the conversation, but Everybody was kind of sticking around, listening to it, and, and and people were on the street doing a clip, and that was what was great, I think, because it it sort of brought back how rides used to be. They would just sort of cork for you and just ride. That, yeah, we that, didn't
4: have to worry. I mean,
7: yeah, the, the Eddie Merck, ride, we, we ride missed, your bike, ride bike. We missed your bike the police when we
4: went through West or West Hollywood because they weren't taking care of the intersections. Yeah. I was I was <laughs> actually
7: fixing a bike about that time. Okay. Some kid, you know, fifty blo- blocks away. You know, gets a flat on his fixing, and he goes, well, "Do you got tools? Do You have a patch kit? You, you got No. How about a wrench? Uh, uh, should I be carrying that? You know?" And it's like you know he's gonna just like turn around and walk, or or figure it out. So he said, "Oh, we'll fix your bike for you," which which is sometimes that's a, that's how I used to gauge the rides. After after three or four fixes, uh, bikes you fix, you know, it's a ride. You go get dinner with somebody or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um,
4: we're going to play a clip?
7: Yeah, we're going to play the beginning, which kind of illustrates what I, I, Big Bike Dan was talking, and uh, I don't think it needs an introduction. You just hit play. You, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do, do you want to ramp it up like a record? Yes, this is Kill Radio, and you're listening to, that's right, the beginning of Critical Mass.
11: Los Angeles Police Department ride with us. Before you boo them, before you boo them, they're not here to intimidate anybody here. They want to learn what critical mass is about, and it's about Los Angeles residents who are concerned with our air quality and the future of Los Angeles. People taking up their bicycles and showing that there's a different Different alternative of life. Of life. So, at this time, I'd like to introduce you, Captain Blake from the Los Angeles Police Department, who wants to share some words with you. No, don't boom yet. Let him talk. Let him talk.
1: That's all right. It's right. I've been booed before. Hey, look, This is uh, LAPD's Olympic Division. Uh, Clearly, we have an issue here for our community to take notice. We have some bicycle riders that just want to show everybody the rights of bicyclists, and LAPD supports the rights of bicyclists. We know you guys are traffic. We respect you guys' as traffic. You belong in the streets, we know that. Uh, We're here today, we are here today to support that. At the same time, we're here today to learn about you and have you learn about us so that our our relationship is better. Our relationship is one where we can share information and cooperate in the streets. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You told me you love me. That's great. All right, thank you. That's awesome. That's beautiful. beautiful. Alright. Okay, so tonight, before you go, um, we just want you to know, we're going to be riding with you as participants and at times No no these no are all, relax, relax. Relax, These are all bicyclist officers who have dedicated much of their lives to bicycling. Uh, many of a few of them actually are a part of you. Um, so in this cause. So one of the things that you want us to know, or what we want you to know, is that as we participate, there may be times we know you stop at the red lights, but we also know that there will be times where we'll have to help you get through that intersection, and that's what we're here for. So as we participate with you, um, our hope is for a safe, uh, clean ride.
11: It's going to be a safe ride. Yeah.
1: And eventually, eventually, hopefully, we'll get to a position to where everybody's policing themselves and you don't need the police out here. Or you don't. We don't even even need to be here at all. So yeah. uh, thank you very much for your time. And uh, let's uh, begin for a very good ride. All right, in a nice, safe... Can I get on?
11: One last thing. One last thing. We're going to
1: ask for your support in a couple things. When we come up here to stop traffic, if it's necessary to keep everybody safe, then we need you guys to be careful on those outsides of each edge so we can come up and block a road if we need to. So kind of stay away from the edges and give us that lane, and that will be very helpful as you stay to the right. Are we going to talk about a destination? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. There's been talk. There's been talk about a destination
8: for tonight in case we
4: get split up. So, I think that at that point we were all a little skeptical about what was going on. Um it was definitely I mean the the meeting point we were we were skeptical and I think that it was it was a very somber tone. It was very different than than you know previous meetups um at at Wilshire and Western. There's
3: no like Drinking or imbibing? Uh,
4: or there was there no. was no drinking, very little. very little drinking, very little smoking, very somber because we weren't sure what we were in for at, at that point. When the the police were were talking about you know, if they needed to cork an intersection they might do it or or that we had to follow the laws. They were handing out these yellow flyers that basically said, "Greetings." You have to follow all the rules and all the laws, and if you don't, we can arrest you um There was a list of maybe ten fifteen bullet points of reminding cyclists of of what our obligations are um but as soon as the ride started, it was totally fun it was it was different it was very different than kind of the mood that could have been set uh at the at the start um because once we started rolling, it was just like, we didn't have to stop.
5: No, I mean, you came up to an intersection and the, the you know, the motorcycle police were, were stopping the traffic and they had corked on both sides and you just got to go, roll right through and it was, it was really surreal. It really was. You're like, wait a minute, is this, is this really happening are, are they really doing this for us? Yeah. And it, it was also just kind of interesting
4: because <laughs> it was the only time I've been able to say something outright to the police without worrying that I would get in trouble so one of the, the police officers on a bike had this really like
10: high-pitched
4: siren that he kept using right next to my ear. And I just was able to say, I was able to look at him and say, that noise hurts my ear. And normally when you say something like that to the police, uh-oh, we have a phone call.
7: Yeah, it, it was like that. I thought they were yellow-carding people. Uh, <laughs> something, something here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can do this without killing everyone. You're on Bike Talk here. How can
2: I help you? <laughs> hey, Nick?
7: Uh, actually, this is DJ Chicken Leather. Nick is in the hall right now.
2: Oh, hey, Chicken Leather. It's Damien. Oh, hi, Damien. This is hey.
7: Damien uh, Streetsblog?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, usually I was trying to coordinate a call-in time with Nick, but I was just informed that I'm going to be offline at 11 for baby duty. So I was just oh. calling to try and check in quick to uh, well, say hey. How, how do oh, you have I time can... to have a child writing your Streetsblog? It's <laughs> never, it's never a good time to have a have a child with a professional life, but it's always a good time to actually have a child. So it's worked out well for us.
7: Mm-hmm. Hey, so uh, you've been listening in. Uh, what what are your impressions of last night's ride?
2: Um, I I thought last night's ride was amazing. You know, I thought the the video that that uh, that he was trying to play of you off YouTube was the one I shot of uh, of Ross and Joe and you, and then uh, Big Bike Dan came by too right at the end where we were all sort of going like, wow, that was that was not really what we expected. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Ross is uh, the bike lawyer. Ross whose name pops up a lot when we're talking legal issues. And he uh, he described it as a good first date.
7: <laughs> yeah, uh, what was really amazing is, and, and not to paint this flowery picture of everything, um, somebody got hit and some pe- people went down, but uh, there was some sort of response. However, it was almost like you were going into another dimension because the lapd stopped at the border of los angeles city or or something before and so when they were going into west hollywood that indeed where somebody was i think doored or or what have you or hit
2: yeah the hit and run it was a great yaris and uh i know uh i've actually seen pictures of the license plate. So out in the twitterverse uh they've uh they've got it going pretty well and i know that the uh the, that stuff was
7: emailed to the LAPD guys that were with us last night, and I assume that they passed it on. So, Yeah, I, in fact, um, on the ride towards the end, I was watching you guys. Somebody had their iPhone, was twittering back and forth, getting the pictures and telling everybody, you know, post this or do this, and Ross was there relating the information about this almost in real time, and he says, well, this happened about 9.45, so I guess they were either posting it on, on what is it, bike, Net or something, so it it, it got the. It, it wasn't just information that was out there, just sort of sitting, not doing anything.
2: Yeah, I um, when I uh, I was at the very, very back of the ride as we were going through West Hollywood, because I uh, I sat there with my little flip vid and filmed everyone as they were crossing the street um into West Hollywood, with all the police sitting, you know, back in the picture. Because it was sort of a a very, very interesting picture. Because if you didn't know what was going on and just watched that. 45 seconds of video or a minute of video, you would think that they almost chased us out of the city by the look of it. Mm. Um, and then, uh, so I was at the way back of the pack, and I pulled up, and I saw the kids on the ground, and I had heard there was a hit and run, and I just hung out until the paramedics showed up. Um, but the paramedics and the, uh, the county fire department and the uh, West Hollywood police officers and L.A. County sheriffs were all there. Uh, and they said it was called in really fast, and that makes me believe that maybe uh, there must have still been an LAPD uh, officer or two mixed in with the group to get that in so quickly. I mean, because yeah. I was part of the ride, and it was, it was a couple minutes after those kids were hit that everyone was there. So I don't know if it was codes or a couple of them were just mixed in with us, but, uh, but uh, they well, didn't. Uh, it could
7: be a concerned citizen, too, I mean.
2: It could be. Yeah. Um, rarely does a concerned citizen get people out that fast. I mean, they were all there within three minutes of the person being hit.
10: Wow.
7: So we were we were embedded, so to speak.
2: I think we might have been, and that's you know that's fine. You know, if the purpose yeah. of that was to find out what critical mass is all about, and to see the fun, and have have a good time with us, and and make sure the ride was safe and all of that, and to improve their own PR after the disaster they had last month. If that was the purpose of all this stuff, then it's fine to have a couple of people embedded because they're going to get a different view than the, than the guys that are riding next to us in uniform.
7: Yeah. Um, here's, here's Nick with, with something.
3: Hey, um, so what other context can you give us for critical mass in LA and, and the future of critical mass?
2: Well, I was actually, cause I, I mentioned that I got separated from the group when I, when I stayed back with those two kids that were hit and their friends. Um, I, uh, uh, I'm not as strong enough rider to zoom up and catch up with everyone, so I was just sort of cruising down Santa Monica Boulevard, and uh, right at the city border again on the other side of La Brea, all the bike cops were waiting for us to, to sort of critical mass to catch up, and I had met a couple of them beforehand, so I was just sort of sitting there chatting with them. And uh, I don't think we're going to see what we saw last night with a helicopter and um, a fleet of motorcycle cops and squad cars and plainclothes uh, officers and cars and that... That four-wheel RV-ish thing with the video cameras—I don't think we're going to see that. But I think that they, I think there's going to be a commitment from them because not only did they see that for the most part riders are cool, they were having a great time. There was a guy, uh, the same officer that rode the tall bike, uh, to sort of break the ice back at Wilshire Weston, was telling me as we were going on Fairfax, he said, "This is great. I could do this every week." <laughs> Uh, and I said every week you can do it every night and gave him the midnight rider's website. And he was laughing and writing it down and uh not was, writing it while he was riding, but later did you so, say there, you was know,
3: a, there was an officer on a tall bike? Oh yeah, oh,
2: yeah he was on a tall bike for about thirty seconds. He didn't ride it during the ride. He borrowed one uh there's uh, Alex Thompson's got some pictures of it. I didn't get any pictures of it because it was like a paparazzi event when he hopped up on that thing.
3: Huh.
2: Every person that brought a camera or a video camera walked yeah. around him
3: so there's there's footage of that online then.
2: I'm sure if it's if Alex doesn't have it up yet, he's already got a story up at bikeside. If he doesn't have it up yet, then it's going to be uh That's I'm good. sure it'll be up soon. That's bikeside.org. Uh LA bikeside or Bikeside LA. I think it's bikesidela.org. What Madeline? Yeah, it
5: was up it was
2: up on bikeside this morning. It's up on bikeside yeah. this morning. There you go. Yeah, I saw uh, when I was doing downloading those YouTube videos at 6 a.m. I saw that he already had something up.
3: All right. Well, so um let's see what else, what else we got. Uh, What's going on. It doesn't happen.
2: You know, I, I I was calling the chat of Critical Math. It sounded like you guys were doing well. I would have, uh, uh I know we, we were trying to figure out the best time for me to call in, and I would have just waited, but I was told that I'm going to be, uh, busy at 11. So, uh, okay. I wanted to just check in and well, say yeah. I thought things went really well. Um, last night, surprisingly well. Uh, I was sort of, you know, this happened in San Francisco, too, after uh, after a crackdown that was much, much, much worse than what happened in, and to uh, in Hollywood in April, not to minimize what happened to Manny or anyone else, it was just a, a larger, uglier scene in San Francisco about five yes. or six years ago. And they've had police presence like we had last night, uh, pretty much nonstop since then. And uh, they developed a more harmonious relationship through it. So uh... on the video, you guys were having trouble downloading off YouTube. Ross Hirsch says uh, says it was a good first date, and so we'll have to sort of see how our how our relationship proceeds now.
3: Ross Hirsch is a, is a bicycle lawyer. Yes. Um, okay, so we're going to have Commander Viegas call in at uh, eleven. He's the the person in charge of bicycle liaisons with the LAPD.
2: Yeah, I met him last night. He seemed uh, very earnest.
3: Very earnest. Okay. Well, so any any questions we should ask him?
2: I think the the question is is uh, you know if last night was their fact finding missi- mission to see what we were all about is to find out what they think we're all about. Okay. Uh, I've heard. I've always heard that the the police have sort of very negative opinions of Midnight Riders and Critical Mass. And it could be that as a whole they still do, but as I said, last night they were uh uh I mean it was sort of like having your uh your parents show up to the to the to the graduation party, but at the same time they were pretty chill and they were pretty cool and they did not seem like they had a bad impression of us or critical mass or midnight riders or anything like that. They seemed like um they were there to make sure people didn't get hurt and to have a good time. And I said earlier, and I think to uh to sort of put a happy face on the incident that happened last month.
3: Yeah. Okay, well thanks so much, Damien, of LA Streets Blog.
2: Yeah, LA Streets Blog. Uh and I will uh I'll catch the rest on podcast.
3: Okay, great.
2: Alright, have a good have a good weekend. And uh, thank, uh hi to everyone else in the studio. I know you have a lot of guys and uh women yeah. that were on the ride last
3: night. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got the bike kitchen crew here and we got Madeline. Madeline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So, all right, we'll see you
2: soon. Yeah, I'll see you, and have a good weekend. Okay, you too. All right, Bye. take care.
5: Sorry, Madeline, do you have a title? Um, no, you're running first. Yeah, well, um, are these the other songs? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah um, well, I'll see. What is my title? Um, I'm a grad student. Woo! <laughs>
10: that was
5: <laughs>
7: trippy. The, the ride almost seemed reminiscent of, like, there was a ride they did uh, in unison, I think, with uh, the first bike summit. And it was the route down ride. And it seemed like a lot of people were there that you never see on these rides. But here we go. Nick's got somebody on the phone.
5: (laughs) Oh, um, yeah. I'm a grad student at UCLA in transportation and bike planning. And right now, today actually is the day I'm running for neighborhood council in Westwood. So if you have any stake um, in Westwood, me and two other planning alums are running on a real livable streets and bike planning uh, platform. And we'd love to have you come out. Um, it's Westwood. It's the Westwood Neighborhood Council. It's actually a newly formed, so it's the first board elections. You can vote at the Westwood Recreation Center on Sepulveda till five o'clock today. And do you know about Joe Borfeld? Um So I, I just read Joe's. He's the Civil Obedience, right? He's the writer writer of that, and I just read that and kind of I mean, got in contact with him. Right now, great.
3: Joe, hi there.
9: Hey,
3: so uh, I hear that you you came up with Civil Obedience.
9: Uh, It was a collaborative effort. Uh, It was an idea that had uh, been talked about for a long time between uh, many different people, including myself, and we figured maybe this would be a good time to try to implement it. Um, And I was invited to the uh, meeting uh, with the uh, police on Thursday uh, because of it, and uh, I was able to establish... Uh, what we were intending to do and uh even though uh, in it, it it didn 't really uh need to uh it really didn 't function because we were the the police had uh effectively blocked every intersection or you know that the, we we call it corking they don 't like the word we, we uh, they use uh hosting or road guarding. Uh, That prevented us from having to stop at all red lights. Um, And um, them riding alongside of us, encouraging us to get on the right-hand side of the road, was helpful rather than being, uh, you know, shouting dictatorial, uh, you know, comments about uh, what we were doing wrong. They were encouraging us and and praising us for uh, following uh, the rules. So I think... uh, the the my intention for the project civil obedience was uh to encourage people who are gonna go on critical mass to try to uh, um create a positive kind of uh uh attitude um towards uh the police presence rather than a hostile one and I think maybe it kind of helped uh but uh I think it was just a lot of people uh liking the idea of us fo- uh following the rules and um and get and 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 and, and coming to critical mass and and representing it, uh in a positive way. So uh I think it in that aspect it was successful but uh it it actually, you know, we we, we weren't <laughs> needing to uh, stop at red lights because we were being assisted by the police. Hi Joe. This Hi is, there. This is Molly. Um, Hi.
12: So do you think in the in the future this is kind of like an idea that you guys will sort of propagate for other rides where we don't have police assistance? Because, I mean, I think that we, we didn't know what we were, how it was going to turn out last night, and it ended up, like you said, we didn't really need to stop at every red light. Um, but do you think that moving forward, the kind of critical masses that are going to happen in the next couple of months, do you think that this is an idea that should be kind of reconsidered in the
9: future? Well, to be honest with you, I I'm a great fan of critical mass for what it's done for the cycling community and for uh infrastructure in many cities. Um however, critical mass is not as flexible as we think it can be. I mean it can be. It just it takes a lot of effort and, and, and uh continual uh, you know implementation of this idea of let's follow the rules and represent traffic you know because we are traffic Uh, however there's uh, a lot of people who use this as a way to get away with doing whatever they want and uh, it's hard to control that I mean we can what the police are basically asking us to do is to develop a community, uh, kind of like self-policing. Uh, get get people who have, you know, their head on straight and show up to the rides and and kind of uh, self-police, kind of say, "Hey, guys, that's not cool. You know, stay on the on this side of the road, or um, uh, we don't have to do the circle of death. It's not going to make anybody happy. You know." And I'm glad we didn't do the circle of death because that's what we were asked to uh, try not to encourage at all and it didn't happen, so <laughs> uh things uh, went well in that aspect. But um back to your question, uh the critical mass is going to uh continue to evolve. Uh social group group rides are going to continue to happen. Uh what we can do is to continually uh remind people to focus on uh... the positive aspects of group rides and um we can do that just by uh... talking about it more and 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 when we come on rides trying to trying to be more of a you know a, an example for others it's, it's uh... there are people like uh... joseph uh... i, I don't know his last name The the, the Ubre, the guy who runs Bicycle Kitchen, uh, Oven, Bike Oven, he's, um, he's a good example of how to uh, lead group rides. Uh, he, he, he knows he's been doing <laughs> it long enough so he can, uh, get it paced well and, 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 and then of course you've got people who are doing group rides that have never done it before and, uh, they need help. They need, they have to learn. Then that goes the same for people who start riding. They don't know all the rules all the time, and they need help learning. So it's this constant um, circle of re-education to people on the street who are riding their bikes uh, for the first time, or uh, you know that it's just it's a constant uh, training uh, for uh, for group rides in L.A. and the thing about uh if you don't mind me saying real quick um is i think uh we need to try to somehow come up with an idea that uh, rather than making it a parade uh running through not uh you know corking every red light and um uh and, and critical mass is good in that sense and it's going to 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 remain but we need to try to get more people to want to ride individually as commuters and and i guess that uh, critical mass helps in that aspect but it also can be a way to train people how to do it you know and so if we're not only representing uh... uh how we are uh... we belong on the streets uh... in a safe way we, we, we should also be uh... working together to uh, train each other in the community how to ride safely and without being too nerdy about it or boring, you know, we can make it fun. Yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the the main point of, to me, is uh, this can be a fun uh, process as well as uh, uh, effective.
12: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, and I think that one of the kind of exciting things about last night um, was I, I had a couple of friends who had not come out with for a group ride before, and they were just talking about how safe they felt um riding in a big group of people, because if you're used to riding just by yourself as a commuter, um there's certain things like you said that you just you don't know how to commute you know in the safest way possible, but if you get a big group of people and you can sort of see
9: um, and I, I think the community can can really help in that way i I you know the it doesn't have to be the police uh, riding with us all the time. I don't think they can afford doing that with us all the time. Um, Chicago, Critical Mass, has the police force there at the beginning of the ride uh, establishing a good vibe with the – because they start in the middle of the downtown, and the Critical Mass ends up riding north or south. And uh, by the time they exit the the busy traffic areas of the, the city, they, they disperse, and, and the ride continues on its way and it it really helps uh the ride i think uh show that you know it's being respected by the authorities and uh that they're helping protect the cyclists so if they can do that in l a more that'd be great, but they can't do that for every ride but um i think i think this need there needs to be a bigger like uh movement of solidarity for all group rides you know we've got the l a wheelmen we've got the midnight riders we've got uh many different groups uh that sort of know what's going on with each other but there's there's a lot of separation and if there's some way to integrate everybody to work with each other better i think um it can be stronger because our goal is to um get more people to ride bikes in the streets of LA regularly and uh and safely so i think if that's our goal, then we should try to somehow um, stay unified. And I think critical mass is a good way to do that, but a lot of people have their negative uh, connotations to critical mass. And there's not, that doesn't mean we can't try to change those connotations to a more positive one. And, 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 and last night was a good example of how we can do that. Yeah. Well... Uh, is. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping I can give you anything else. Uh, Do you have any other questions um, about Project question Civil obe- yeah. Obedience? Oh. Or <laughs> well,
12: actually, we have something really important to ask you about.
9: Um,
12: what was the deal with the fish costume? <laughs> <laughs>
9: um, I don't know. I uh, I've always wanted to. You know, I like making costumes. Um, I think I like hearing people will, you know, laugh and, and smile that are not just on the ride. The people that cuz there are we've got a we've got an audience every group ride. We've got a lot of people cheering us on or or just staring, watching and when when you're showing that, you know, you can make it fun or or uh it's it's it, it's pleasing and entertaining to them. They they kind of remember that and and it kind of uh, it moves uh, their opinion of the the ride in a positive direction. So I think more people should be, you know, trying to be silly and and showing that uh, you know we're not. Uh, uh, I mean, we are demonstrating our right. That's the that's a given. You know, when you're riding your bike on the street, you know, you are demonstrating your right to ride a ride. But it doesn't mean you can't have a good time at the same time and and uh, and and be silly and and uh, um, make people smile. You know. So that's that's my. That's why I do that.
12: And and did you ri- wear the the cardboard fish costume the entire ride?
9: <laughs> yeah, I actually. Uh, was, by the time you got to CVS, I kept going, and I, <laughs> I went back to where we started because uh, that's where I parked. I didn't ride all the way home with the fish suit.
12: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I saw. I don't. I've never met you before, but I think I saw you. I think I referred to the the costume as a little fish.
9: Yes, was, that was you. And okay. then I and then I was corrected because it was actually a big
12: fish. But, um, anyways, thanks for calling in. We've got um, a police representative
9: Great. calling in next. Well, yeah. On that note, can I also say I, I think um, this is yesterday was a good uh, symbol of uh, the future of our relationship with the LAPD. I think this needs to continue. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. So uh all right. Um uh, right. thanks for having me on. Yeah,
5: thanks for calling in.
10: All
5: right. Yeah, I mean I thought it was it was it was interesting and it it'll be Um, when he's talking about having more riders come out, I'd like to see more kind of strengthening of the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. Because I think in other cities, they have a lot more members. And L.A. has so many people. It's kind of mind-blowing, personally, why the County Bicycle Coalition doesn't have more members. And they offer a cyclist education course about how to ride your bike safely on the street. And... You know, if we can get more of a presence and more people knowing about that, I think that's a really great opportunity to teach people how to ride safely, how that this is a very viable option to commuting in Los Angeles. And there's a lot of stuff going on that hopefully is kind of, it, you know, as an optimist, is starting to change the car culture of LA, and if if the Bicycle Coalition can become a real forefront of that, and people know how to ride it safely, and that it's not just scary, and that you don't have to drive everywhere, it's really great. I mean, there's nothing more kind of invigorating as if you're riding down a bike lane and all you can see is just traffic. You're like, oh, looks like the bike lane's clear, um, and it's just great, you know. And if you have a confidence in doing that, if you want to ride your bike more. And as someone who's you know really been a commuter my whole life on on bike it's something that i feel comfortable with but i'd like to see more people be able to feel comfortable riding in the streets
10: absolutely
7: absolutely i think borfo uh, joe touched on it uh, when he, when he said uh, there were uh, and he danced around it but it's basically if people get on a group ride and they feel comfortable they might take their bike out and say oh i'm only going to the the grocery store, I'm only going over here, and that's less than two miles. I, I did that whole bike ride with all those people last last Friday. I think I'm going to take my bike today, and that's that's the, the crux there. That's when you reach critical mass. I think we're just seeing a ride with people, but critical mass is when people start thinking outside that box or something um and it's funny because joe looks at it as a theatrical kind of presentation almost like performance art and i look at it the next step to get people to actually say oh that's so silly i would never do that but then they say to themselves well if that silly guy is there you know maybe i'll just go into the store isn't that silly anymore it's it's actually acceptable and stuff and that's where I think we're going to get people. Uh, everybody was saying at one point at the meeting, it's like, well, we're all the bike representatives. We're all people in the bike community. But when we start getting, you know, getting biking people to bike is not a hard thing, but getting just regular kids and people and soccer moms to say, hey, we'll we'll get biking. And I think when he was talking about Joseph, he's he's seen how the movement has gone towards fast and speed and lightweight. But he is of the opinion of taking bikes and almost uh, sort of imitating what the Dutch have done. So it's a commuter kind of experience. It's any kind of weather experience. It's, you know, buttoning up and taking the kids to school, and it's so much easier. And, and this is separate. Joseph
3: Bailey from the…
7: Yes, it is. We Lion finally Pigeon found his name like somewhere. A- <laughs> He's only been on the show how many times. But, uh, yeah, he… Uh, he is sort of propagating the fact that uh, it, once you get past your speed phase, you get into like, okay, transportation and almost like uh, it's it's not fast bikes. It's not track bikes. It's now touring bikes. It's now bikes with baskets. Dare I say, Damien was, was like the first time I saw him with a basket. I said, that's really cool. And he says, you're the only guy that said that. And I said, if you really realize it. Uh I, I grew up around the culture of like getting from a studio and you want to be quiet, but you have to carry as much stuff like scripts or whatever. And it's so much easier to have your hands free and throw it in the, the basket almost like a paperboy and carry all this stuff, which which doesn't get a lot of respect. But if you realize these guys are doing this every day, it's a working bike. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what's beautiful. Go I, ahead.
0: I, ro- I rode my, my – I call it my big and lazy. It's my single speed with a big old basket on the front. And I got a big old bag full of stuff. And it's it's totally different from my road bike, which is just very, like getting from point A to point B very very fast. And this one is really just getting around the neighborhood and carrying all my junk with me. But um, I I think it's hot when a man has a big old basket. (laughs) That's hot. (laughs) I'm a big basket fan.
5: <laughs> That's a practical thing too. I mean, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of reasons why people say, "Oh, I can't take my bike there." You know, "Oh, I'm carrying stuff." "Oh, I, I'm going to the grocery store. I'll have bags." And it's like, now oh, if you have, yeah, it's, it's a, you can put a basket on. You can you can get yeah. them. You can get them secure. You can carry a, a lot of stuff. Of yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of options and just in terms of equipment and. You know, that, like, oh, it's, L.A. has great weather. Like, it rains, what, like, four days a year here, you uh, know? It
4: has
0: rained way more than four days this year. <laughs> yeah. Guess, the, uh, this I year, see. yeah, yeah. This but year, it, thank goodness.
5: But, I mean, most of the time there's really great weather. I mean, it's mild temperature. It's it's pretty dry. and So you try to, you know, you, you hear these reasons why people say, I can't ride my bike places. And you just start to dispel those. It's like, no, you, can, like you, can. you can. You can. You can. You can do it. You just have to see how people get thinking that they can. Mm.
0: My next step is a trailer. <laughs> I want a trailer you know, so bad. Yeah, yeah.
7: That's, that that's the one that every that or, or the extra cycle or something, because you realize yeah. how efficient it is to get around. You're not looking for a parking space, you're not looking for for dare I dare I say, the next opportunity to like stop and you know, basically take out a loan and fill up your car. <laughs> so it's 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 fun um in that respect and it's also uh sort of ec- expanding what the bicycle is everywhere else here and I, I make a big point of that because I think everybody else has got it somewhere
0: um yeah. oh God, those cargo bikes oh that they're really in, like, great big bucket in front of you that you put the kid in yeah the I think there's the knee <laughs>
7: nilo or knee so or something he's he i you know you can go see these at the flying pigeon l a they they do all these things, but uh it, that's not just the, the size of it. There was also, and, and I, I mentioned this last week, about uh, we're, we're still trying to get, before Nick goes on his uh, quote unquote paid vacation, it's not really. He's, he's going to be going out with the kids from Santee High Elementary School on, a, I think it's a debate tour. And one of the places he's going is the Netherlands. We've got to get this guy on t- that did uh, the film Writing with the Dutch, oh, very which nice. is all about how he's seeing uh, innovations. That are, that we take for, well, they take, I mean, we always assume that Copenhagen is, it just happened one day and it didn't. It was just like Los Angeles today. And it and it took not two years, not three years, but it took like 20, 30 years. But yet when they got to there, it was a quality of life kind of issue. And he's seeing the same movement in just the last two or three years in Long Beach, ball all places, which in case you don't know, Los Angeles, Long Beach is only, a bus token, what, a train token away?
5: Yeah, take the blue line anyway, right down that. there. Or you ride the river path. Right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Thompson grounds. Creek. I've done ride. it a couple
7: times.
12: Bike Talk LA.
6: Hi, this is uh, Commander George Vegas from LAPD.
10: Hello.
6: Hello and I was, uh, I guess I'm going to be on with Nick.
10: Oh, you're,
12: you're on. <laughs> you, are, you are on the air with Molly. The,
6: the, uh, with Molly. <laughs> oh, okay, but sorry can, about that. I
12: can pass you <laughs> to Nick.
6: No, I... <laughs> however it works out
12: for you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we, we have been, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've kind of been recapping um,
1: the way that, that Critical
12: Mass went last night with the police presence, and, and I guess we just wanted to kind of get your take on on the, the, the way it worked out, um, whether or not this is the kind of thing that we can expect to see in the future, um, and, and that sort of,
5: and what like what the impressions
12: are of, of the cycling community in Los Angeles now that you know the police have come out and sort of come participated to participate as opposed to just um, kind of regulate and regulate.
6: Right. Well, a, a couple of things. I think that the actual ride was very successful overall. It was successful in in several several fronts. Front one, from the cyclist community's uh, perspective, it was successful. You read a lot of the blogs and uh, what everybody is saying and the pictures and the media and everybody that saw what was occurring in terms of the the ride was very successful from that from that perspective. And certainly um, th- that makes for good relationships between uh, the community leaders within the cyclist community as well as with the LAPD. And that's what we want to do is to continue to build uh, those relationships uh, and ensure that we can move forward with having successful events consistently. So, from that perspective, it was very successful. It was also a great uh, learning opportunity for the cyclist community as well as for the LAPD so that we can have a better understanding. Clearly, our officers weren't in the best shape to be able to keep up with, it, with the speed of uh, how the cycling community was moving. We, we, we were mostly back, just teasing things. you.
10: It's
12: okay. I'm sorry? I said we were mostly just teasing them. It's okay. They oh didn't, no, no it's not so bad. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, it, it, it was all in fun and it was great. It was a good time. I know that our psycho our authors had a great time. They had fun. Um, um, and, and, and it was good from that perspective because um, critical math has uh, you know, several reputations. in one uh, reputation is to be a social uh, phenomenon where it makes political statements. And in others, it's uh, to be very disruptive anarchist, if you will and it ha- does have some uh, negative social implications and it has some public safety uh factors that are impacting um the city traffic etc so those elements uh, either didn't show up or didn't supersede the actual event which was great and that's why it was ex- extremely successful
4: and so um
12: another thing we were just wondering is kind of as as we move forward have do you think that, th- that the impressions of kind of this cyclist group ride in Los Angeles, do you think that the impressions are, are now more positive um, in terms of the police force so that, you know, when they do see an individual cyclist or, or just a, a couple cyclists instead of a, a huge mass, that, that there will be maybe a more positive interaction between the, the police and, and the,
10: the cyclists.
6: Well, there should there should always be a positive interaction, and certainly we're working to ensure that our officers have the training and the awareness of all the laws that are related to, you know, uh, the vehicle code that, that impacts uh, the cyclist community. So, yes, this does help to a, a great extent, and I think that the ongoing meetings and the, the monthly meetings that we have with the task force, uh, as well as some of the work we've done in pro- to provide the training um, that we have done and some of the memos, yeah. official memos that we've sent out have also helped us uh, a great deal as well.
12: And, and you, can you just let us know and all the listeners what the task force is, like who's on that and, and what its purpose is?
6: I actually don't have the news of everybody, but uh, we have a, a, a group that meets um, on a monthly basis. Uh, I believe it's the last Thursday of the month, um, and it's... Uh, people that are in leadership positions in various uh, uh, cycling community groups. Uh, The Los Angeles County uh, Association's one of them. Um, And there are a number of others that that we meet with and uh, have discussions and they bring their points of view uh, forward and and we go over what our concerns are with uh, different aspects that are occurring within the cycling community. And uh, very specifically, we discuss uh, the critical mass ride and some of the negative aspects of it, you know, some of the individuals that uh, don't want to abide by the law and uh, create havoc for for others. So that's what we do on a consistent basis.
12: And so, I mean, next month, what what can we expect to see from the police department in terms of critical mass happening again, um, which it always is the last Friday of every month, so... If, you know, if this is something that's happening on a regular basis, do you, are, have, have there been any decisions made about how the, the police will be involved in the future?
6: Well, we'll, we'll there will be some involvement. Uh, we haven't decided to what extent or to what level we're going to be, in, uh, be involved because we spent a great deal of resources yesterday, personnel resources. just the sheer numbers of officers it takes to participate and to try to manage Critical ride is extremely expensive for the city.
10: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, so what we're working towards is a situation where we'll, we'll be involved to one extent or another, and it's going to really depend upon the critical mass ride uh, and the components and elements of the critical mass ride itself on a monthly basis, uh, as well as to the level that we're accepted. I mean, in this critical ride, um, there was blogs, there was invitations that were extended out to us. Um, so I think that when that occurred and that information was sent out to everybody, there was a good number of critical mass riders that didn't come out, um, you know, and the negative aspects didn't show up. So it's going to be very, very dependent upon our relationship and um, what the actual intent of each ride is, uh, and and the information that's flowing from the blog, from the Twitter accounts, and the messages, etc. But I anticipate that with our continued relationship, with our continued, continuous dialogue, that we'll have be able to exchange information. That that we'll be able to interact and and participate on a positive, uh, on a positive level consistently.
3: Hi, George. This is Nick.
6: Hi, Nick. How are you? Good. Thanks.
3: Um, we so maybe a lot of people didn't know we have a bicycle liaison in the LAPD, and that's you, right?
6: Yes, I'm uh, the bicycle liaison. And um, I, whatever the issues are that you have, you bring it up to me, and we start to discuss. And some things we've already addressed and other things we need to continue to address.
3: Have we always had a bicycle liaison?
6: Um, I think when the chief Beck uh, came into office, that's one of the things that he believed that was uh, important because of the, uh, the sheer number and the constituency in, in the cyclist community and the issues that they had. And we did need, they had some concerns that needed to be resolved. So he established a liaison position uh, because he's very concerned that we're reaching out to all segments of the community in Los Angeles. So, is that your main job, or uh, do you have other duties? Oh, I have. I have. (laughs) That's an ancillary duty. It's one one of my one of my many responsibilities.
3: Okay. And what what kinds of things have you experienced as the bike liaison so far? And and how long have you been the bike liaison?
6: Well, I started in the position in March, and I've been transitioning into it uh, full-time um, in in June, uh, the beginning of this month. But what I've experienced is that we have uh, a, a difference in terms of the awareness levels of what law enforcement does uh, from the cycling community, and then we have a difference of awareness of what the cycling community's concerns and issues are, and it's identifying each one of those issues and bringing them together and then having these discussions and trying to resolve uh, issues and concerns.
3: So who um, who are your contacts in the cycling community? Who, where do you where do you get your oh, your data?
6: Well, when you say well, first of all, you have the, the internet, the blog. We have um, we meet with the mayor's the, mayor, the mayor's office. The city has a um, a, a committee, a the city committee. L A B A C yeah, the BAC, and from there is where we extend out the invitation to uh, various people within the cycling community, and people just started showing up, and it started to grow, and then they, they interact and, and uh, have relationships with others. So sometimes we we'll have a, we have a core group of people that continue to show up, and then we have others that come and come and go, depending upon what the issues are that are being discussed.
3: And what are the big issues that are that are being talked about?
6: Well, one of them is this uh, a bike plan, uh, as it's called, and uh, the cycling community is pushing uh, to have a bike plan in the city. Uh, they believe that the, in- the infrastructure in the city is not supportive of cyclists. Um, and if you know that we really are to be a city that goes green, like we say, we want to be a city that goes green, and we need to build the infrastructure for that. Uh, so, And then all those issues that go along with that that premise. So I know a, the city has a bike plan that's in draft form that is uh, being looked at and implemented in the future, uh, and that's one of the issues that the cycling community has, to have an impact upon that plan, and as well as law enforcement having uh, an influence on uh, the development and, and eventually the implementation of a bike plan.
3: And and why were you picked uh, for the job? Is it because you're a cyclist?
6: Uh, It wasn't because I'm a cyclist, though I am a cyclist. Mm -hmm. uh, But I'm a weekend cyclist. I'm not an everyday cyclist. I live far from the city. But uh, uh, it just goes with the position that I have.
3: Well, uh, Chicken Leather. I don't know if you know Chicken Leather, but uh, he's here in the studio, and he has a question he'd like to ask you about last night's ride. Sure.
7: Okay. I was just curious, and this is more of a, of a maybe an infrastructure or technical question. You, you guys brought out uh, a little electric vehicle with a, a speaker on it, and everybody here is laughing in the thing, and it's not <laughs> like that. But you were, you were just engaging us, and the officer talks for a little bit, but then. When somebody else got on it, it was almost like it was impossible. And we know it wasn't a technical thing. But we're just wondering, is is this some of the reason that it, when you guys have given instructions at other events or something, there's been like a breakdown in communication? We're just wondering, what what's the history behind this vehicle? What, why couldn't you just, and this is just me, hook a sound system up to a bicycle or something and just do it that way? And uh, you can feel free to comment anytime.
6: <laughs> I don't know uh, how we would go by hooking up a sound system onto a bicycle and having it work, it's uh, much easier for us to use this, uh, the, mm-hmm. this vehicle that you're, this, you're referencing. And yeah. what happens is when you use that, uh, you have to stay behind the actual microphone uh-huh. when, you, when you speak, because what happened was the speakers would tend to, you know, to walk as they're speaking, and then you would you get drowned out. Or it would go blind because... Uh, your microphone needs to be behind the speaker, so that's uh, what see. we were trying to encourage the, the the speakers to do. But for whatever reason, they you know they tended to walk in front of it.
7: So, so I'm curious, just from a from a citizen's point of view, was there a? I mean, financially, is it easy to do this, or it just seemed like there was a lot of like police and and stuff? I'm just wondering, is this Something that it's like, okay, this is it. This is a one time thing. You're never going to see something like this again or something. I, I know that in the future we're supposed to have sequel vias and, and things of that sort. Um, is it is it something that's cost prohibitive or is it just the math yeah, power it,
6: coming out? It, it is absolutely cost prohibitive to do this on a consistent basis the way we did it last night. That uh, We don't have the personnel resources to commit to uh, rides of this nature. Um, on a consistent basis. Uh, so, what part of what we did last night was to evaluate how the ride goes, uh, you know, trying to identify the dynamics of the ride and what the impacts are of the ride so that we can try and gauge what our, our deployment levels would be for future rides. I see. And that, and the reason why, you know, one of the conversation pieces was the video that we had. And, by videoing is how we learn what the dynamics are of how um the flow goes between uh, when you have one 200 riders and then it splinters off into three or four different groups Uh at one point we had about 2,000 riders and everything was flowing well then it splintered into about six groups of 200 Uh, i see and and that made it extremely difficult um but then it, it looked like the more it splintered, and the less the groups were, the, m- the easier it became. So we're trying sure, to gauge yeah. with, uh, what what the effectiveness of, of our, you know, deployment would be uh, in terms of uh, participating in the ride.
7: So you, you didn't go on the ride. I know you have a busy schedule, but is there any chance we're we're going to see you out and enjoy this? I know that some of your offers came out and. This is the first time they said, this is so enjoyable, this is really great. I think they understood that it wasn't about racing or anything. It was just about engaging community and getting on a bike and remembering how it was when you were 10 years old and took the training wheels off or something.
6: Right, yeah. I was there last night. I was there at the beginning, at the end, but you're right. I did not ride. Um, There could be a time where I I do ride, though. It just depends on the nature of of the ride and what the purpose is, and just well, different factors know.
7: like that. I don't know if you were listening early on, but one of the, one of the officers said this is this is really great. He uh, he liked it. They were engaged, and he didn't do anything. Do, do you have a, a question here for the, for who? Do you got? <laughs> it's it's a police officer that was there. Uh, Who? the the uh,
10: uh, L.A. Bicycle. Vegas. On the, you know, yeah, like Stevens here. The
7: thing, and he was going to ask you a question. Yes,
6: Boxer? Hey, Stephen Box, how you doing? I'm doing well, how are you? Good good. Hey, uh, thanks for an epic ride last night. Oh, you're welcome. It was uh, our pleasure. On
13: behalf of me, I guess that's all I always speak for, but I do know that uh, my sentiment was echoed by many, and it's quite simply that from uh, Chief Beck and uh, Chief Pasinger and Chief McCarthy and Commander Doan and Commander Vegas, Sergeant Groomer, uh, Sergeant Friedlander, and Officer Gordon Helper, we experienced nothing but uh, an incredible display of uh, respect that I only hope sets a standard, and uh, I hope to do everything I can to reciprocate. Because I think last night went um, well; it went miles—20 miles, I guess—towards uh, <laughs> building a strong relationship between the second community and LAPD. So I just want to say don't thank you very much for all your office. good hard work.
6: The motor officer said they went 22
13: miles. Oh, 22. That's because they had to circle back a couple of times to yell at me. But other than that, (laughs) other than that, no, no, it was it was it was uh, spectacular, and I think it it went a long way to uh, to change in the streets of L.A. uh, for everybody, and that was a good thing. And and from the people that were standing on the street, howling um, expressions of joy and uh, approval, from the motorists that gave us a thumbs up and uh, happy honks. And we're quite sensitive to happy honks and angry honks. <laughs> and I'm thinking, these were happy honks. They were, they were. And uh, I think it was a joy to have uh, the LAPD ride with us. We'd like to see more bicycle officers on the streets. Um, it was just very encouraging, and it was uh, really exciting. And I think it was, we were up late last night uh, tweeting and texting and and posting, and I think, um, uh, you know, around the city. And people came from Santa Barbara and San Diego to ride. Um, which was really exciting. Lots of people riding for the first time on a critical mass. And I know there's lots of apprehension after last month, and I think that the LAPD uh, could not have done a more spectacular job of uh, building bridges and uh, a strong relationship. So thank you very much.
6: Well, it's our pleasure. And I, and I hope that we continue to work with, uh, as issues come up, that we continue to resolve them and that we work towards having a, an ability so that, that the LAPD can participate in these rides. Uh, if sometimes we'll have more or less officers. To the degree that the critical mass rides, the cyclists themselves can self-police and self-govern their ride so that it doesn't impact uh, the community in a negative way, that's what we're looking forward to. Excellent. And also,
13: uh, Krumer and uh, Helper, uh, you know, we'd like to see uh, them acknowledged because I know how hard they worked to make it happen. And so it was really uh, it was spectacular. And uh, if we can focus on folks doing the great work, I think we'll change this, Uh, we'll make this a great city. It's easy to complain, but I really want you to know that um, I know a lot of people work really hard, and especially uh, Krimer and uh, Helper, and we want to say thanks, and we want to see um, them encouraged so we end up with more folks doing more good work, and uh, we'll all work together to make this a great city.
6: Yeah, well, thank you very much. All man. Thank thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Okay. Bye.
4: So
7: and w- wow that was uh
4: that was, was kind of epic yeah. yeah it was totally exciting you know Yeah, molly it was fun i i can't i can't say it enough that was last night's ride was really really fun and i hope that that people kind of like take that positive energy and call in right now let's <laughs> it
7: this uh kill radio
14: Hi, it's Glenn Bailey.
7: Hi, Glenn. It's
14: always hard to follow
7: Stephen Box. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just call him Mr. Box. That's, <laughs> I'm not on a first name basis yet. One of these days. <laughs> anyway, how? what were your impressions last night, Glenn, of the ride? I, I know that we, we talked afterwards. And um, it was really great to see you out there on a ride. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm glad
14: I went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It probably spoil me for anything in the future,
7: but he kind of did. It, it kind of did, and uh, that's why I touched on that with uh, the officer there. That uh, you know, the one-time kind of thing. So, but I, I'm wondering if if you couldn't do that. I mean, as I, as I alluded to, there's supposed to be plans to do a ciclovia, so the streets would be like this on a monthly, if not um, weekly, basis. So you could actually bike around, and, and this touches on what we were saying. It's like getting people that don't bike involved, you know, people that are not cyclists, per se, but just people out there riding their bikes, uh, perhaps to, in this case, go to a farmer's market, go on a route with their with their kids, and enjoy just the, the pure kind of aesthetics of, of bicycling. Uh, right.
14: Well, in, any of these things that are just... Uh you know, be it a, a, a one-time, hopefully not one-time ciclovia or, you know, a monthly critical mass or the other rides. Um, what I hope cyclists will work towards is to make every day, 24-7, you know, good bicycling conditions throughout this entire city. And that's the point that we need to get to. And the question is, you know, how long is it going to take? And other cities um, that are actually have more challenges in Los Angeles have made more progress than we have. And um, and I'm talking about the political will, the financial will, the real commitment to cycling, you know, for other departments. And, you know, the critical mass ride and the participation of Los Angeles Police Department, you know, was in fact historic. And it was, um, you know, a very positive effort last night. Um, but we have lots of other departments in the city. we have a a whole um, a whole bureaucracy to move um, and you know it, it frankly, it probably was easier to move l a p d with an unfortunate situation that you know that that uh, you know that that put light and focus uh from last month you know and flipped it in in a month later which is which is actually quite amazing and um you know it was great um but uh you know ultimately this my work has been to try to make this something that every day is a bike day in in la and we're not going to do that by just a, you know a handful of activists we're going to do it by the literally hundreds and thousands of cyclists in the city really pitching in and, and demanding it and you know, it's great to ride, great to send that message. It's great to see the the high fives and the hoots from from the residents and, and people, you know, at restaurants and, and even the people in the cars last night. You know, that was really encouraging. But um you know what we really need is to to change the hearts and minds of, of the politicians and the bureaucrats. And that's gonna be I think frankly I think they're always behind the general public. Um, and as encouraging as it was last night, uh, you know, somehow we've got to translate that into to the people who have the real power to make a difference in LA. And um, so that's the challenge.
7: Yeah, actually, Stephen has a question for me.
13: Hey, Glenn, I know you're involved in neighborhood councils and have used that as an opportunity to influence, uh, well, feedback to the city on how the city's doing and how to connect with. Uh, the 45 different departments, not just the LAPD, but many other departments. So um, are you aware of the uh, Woodland Hills, Warner, uh, the Woodland Hills, um, I'm not the Woodland Hills, the uh, Westwood, I got confused with my Ws there, the Westwood Neighborhood Council uh, elections today?
14: Well, I I heard it referenced earlier, and, um, yeah, so anyone who lives within the Westwood Neighborhood Council uh, air boundaries, uh, you know, certainly... The more people that participate in general, it gives credibility that the neighborhood council is a uh, representative entity for this city. But in terms of the politics of that particular um, uh, you know, newly formed council, in terms of the candidates running the issues and whatever, it's not something I've been involved with.
13: Well, you know, um, I have. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to live in Westwood. Actually, it's live, work, own, um, have a, participate, and have a vested interest. And I've got to tell you, I've ridden Wilshire, and I have a vested interest. And I've ridden uh, Westwood Boulevard, and I have a vested interest. And so there's many ways to – and I've also uh, enjoyed coffee at the local Starbucks there. And, uh, so um, there's many ways to participate. But the important thing to remember is if you care about what's going on in Westwood in the area there – and there's many different reasons to care about what's going on, uh, whether you enjoy Westwood Village, whether you'd like to see something happen to Wilshire Boulevard, where you care, whether you care about the 405 uh, widening over there and what it's going to do to the cycling connection to Santa Monica. Um, but the important thing is to get out there and vote. And do we have any candidates running today that might be of interest to the cycling community? And the answer is?
5: Yes, of course. Um, just another plug uh, that, yeah. Um, so to talk about like, kind of the involvement that, you want to talk about the involvement neighborhood councils have had in terms of, you know, reaching out to different departments and the connection there. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's just an opportunity really to make sure to come out and vote and that if you have an interest, a stakeholder in any sense of the word, you know, live, work, go through, study, that this is an opportunity to come out and vote and to say that cycling issues and pedestrian connections are really important in Westwood, so to come out and vote today from 11 to 5 o'clock at the Westwood Recreation Center on Sepulveda Boulevard, just south of uh, Wilshire, and just come out and declare your stakeholder status, and please vote for our slate of Westwood Bruins, which is myself, Madeline Brozen. Um, I'm running for the student director position. Uh, Juan Matute is the candidate at large, and Daniel Freeman is the business candidate.
7: Excellent. Glenn, I'm I'm curious. Um, we're we're just now seeing some of the input finally um, with with simple things like paint finally um, on on things like uh, Fourth Street Boulevard. I'm wondering if you you were able to see some of this, or if you looked online, or have you even ridden these streets? Well, if you're talking about the Sherows. Um, yes. Um, I've
14: ridden Fountain um, while it was in the process of being installed and uh, last night after after critical mass I went up Receita Boulevard to see the uh, three quarters of a mile that was
7: just oh, installed so, so you, there. You, you you had like a busman's holiday after the whole critical mass you ended up putting in another like 20, 30 miles or second on Cheryl. <laughs> well, I right? cheated actually but,
14: <laughs> ah, ah. but I made sure because I wasn't able to get there the day before so I thought well I've got to make sure that I check it out today. Uh, I mean you know then and before I you know just as soon as possible to actually see it because there have been you know this is a pilot project um, that you know was stalled for years because city of LA said well the paint you know for example that oh well we we can't put paint like that that cyclists can ride on because it's going to be too slippery and yet they ended up using the exact same paint that you know five <laughs> years ago they said they couldn't put down so anyway it's but then the whole issue is where do you actually place the cheryl markings? And Stephen Box is is the resident expert on that. But the question is, I mean, the point is, is if cheroles are in fact shared lane markings, um, and there should be put onto streets where it's necessary to share the lane because there are no alternatives in terms of, you know, the door zone and the width of the street, then sharing means truly sharing, and should the shouldn't the cheryl be placed? In the middle of the lane, so it truly does mean the sharing, and that's the issue because the um, the plan right now by Department of Transportation is to adopt a a set 12 feet from the curb, regardless of what the street conditions are, despite the width of the street, despite the um, uh, you know other other conditions on the on the ground, and that's where they're putting the markings. So. Um, you know that's frustrating to uh, Stephen, uh, who's been a very outspoken and uh, thoughtful uh, questioner of this. Um, it, it didn't make sense to me. It looked like actually a hazard on Fountain, just uh, west of Vermont. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow one, the first chero, and you'd be hit by right-turning cars if you stayed right where the Sherrow mark mark was before you got to the next one, which was where the street narrowed. So I think, but. You know, I, I certainly before we move on to any additional, we, additional markings on other streets, we definitely need to take a hard, close look, as Stephen has done, um, on all the six streets that they're doing and, you know, raise these, uh, you know, raise these questions and get some answers. And if we need to bring in experts from other agencies and other cities that have had other experiences that have been, um perhaps more successful or perhaps safer or whatever. I just don't want to see a situation where someone gets injured or worse because LADOT has said, okay, it's twelve feet come hell or high water and you know, regardless of the street conditions. And that's that's a concern of me. The blood of a cyclist will be on their hands. Um, you know, by taking that sort of attitude. On the other hand, I'm glad that they're doing something there uh, today they are painting um or installing 2.3 miles on Winnetka Avenue of bike lanes that have that were indicated in the 1996 plan the bike bicycle plan for the city of LA so 14 years later we're getting 2.3 miles finally installed in Winnetka today so um you know um i i'm i hate to say um you know what took so long i should be thankful um you know we're finally getting things moving that, you know, I really question the 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 ability of that department to, to truly uh, meet the needs of cyclists in the city of Los Angeles given their past track record and um, I'll leave it at that.
10: Uh, all right.
7: Well, you know, there's a war going on. That's what I always get told. By, by this, and I'm, I'm wondering what, what's getting painted white with Sherro uh, paints in this war? Is it are they putting High Mom on, on on the drones or or what? I mean, this is this is the kind of reaction that it's a pilot program, but I think it should be picked up as a series or something. I mean, this is this is something positive that they finally have done. In fact, I was really amazed. It was one of the rides that I saw, not one but two or three members of the LACBC actually out on the ride. And so it's it's like these are our representatives, and yet you, you very rarely see them at these events and stuff. And, I, you know, I'll give them credit that they work all day or something, but it was nice to see them represented. It was nice to see everybody in the bike community almost putting in their two cents last night, which I hope isn't just a one-time thing because of uh, safety or what have you. But, uh, Glenn, now that i got you on the line, one last thing. When's the next...
10: BAC meeting.
14: Uh, the next full meeting will be on Tuesday, August 3rd, and we meet at 7 p.m. at the Hollywood Community City Hall, and you're probably going to ask me for that address on Fountain, but no. Stephen probably knows it. Isn't it Fountain the- and
7: Coal? That's good enough for me. It's down the block from Amoeba, kind of s- screwily down the block because <laughs> what is that? That street sort of blocks it up, but hey, it's all good. Yeah, just east of Wilcox. And, and of course, uh, you're going to be there,
10: right? Yep. I have All right. To be there. M- maybe yeah. we'll
14: show up. It's a Tuesday, heard, I right? have to herd the cats and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> keep things Anyway, um, the uh, newly revised city bicycle plan was just released during this past week. Uh-huh. And so I expect that a big focus of the uh, advisory committee for meeting of August will be the with This revised bicycle plan. Um, This month's meeting, the focus seemed was was uh, you know the incident, the critical mass ride in May, and having LAPD plus a lot of the critical mass riders there at the meeting. So so it'll be
7: back to business, hopefully. Uh,
14: Well, it's all business. I mean, what? Well, no, what LAPD does on our streets to keep to keep it. You know, they're supposed to serve and protect everybody, Uh including cyclists. And they and and they also you know so they're in charge with enforcement they're also in charge with education education is you know motorists as well as cyclists and
7: self so, education and, and that's seems, right, right. I, I think that's what this this ride last night if anything it, it uh, showed the community that uh, they're willing to to make that step at least towards not only learning what what's out there but learning the conditions and stuff I, I'd be curious to be a fly in the wall at their at, uh, just one of the meetings that they they talked about how the cyclists performed and stuff. And while we joke about, you know, wow, we we took them on a ride and we sort of dusted them and stuff, it was just the opposite. It's like I got dusted too. There was this one girl on this beach cruiser. Everybody kids about it. (laughs) She was
8: fast.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? Uh, Keep
14: in mind that the uh, couple things about the uh, police uh, bike officers, they're on uh, fully equipped police bicycles that add, I think, at least 30 pounds, if not more, of equipment. Yeah. crappy wheels,
7: crappy tires. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not, not saying bikes. that to be, I mean, but they are 26 mountain bike tires, and they're on the street most of the time. I, I think they could make a transition or something. But
10: it's, but it's also
7: the weight.
14: I mean, I, I rode yeah, a mountain bike they're, last they're night, they're you know, heavy. and I, you know, I, but the issue is the extra weight. Plus, some of these officers, as you heard earlier, um, are not on daily bike patrol they're they're they maybe used to be bike officers Uh they're not currently active so so some of them uh yeah they need to ride more uh (laughs) um, and and so you know maybe rides like this or just daily or maybe they can just uh ask to be put on you know lapd bike patrols in the division that they're working in um but also keep in mind that a lot of the most of them um you know they did the blocking of the intersections the corking then they had to Pass everyone to get up to the next intersection, so they were doing sprints, you know, block the intersection, sprint the next one, so I mean they were getting uh, you know um, a more strenuous workout on um, on much heavier equipment than 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 we were all riding
7: they 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 don't like corking apparently they had a, a an episode or or some sort of uh, just row with, with, with a bad wine bottle or something, so I, I don't know what they're calling it now. Molly had a question, actually.
4: Oh, um, I, I didn't have a... I, I just had a comment that normally... The, this was the first time I think I'd ever seen bicycle cops on street. Normally they ride on the sidewalk. So I think that that was just like another different... I mean, that was just another kind of like different, you know, a different thing to see. But yeah. I, I, I think...
7: Maybe maybe we should sort of challenge them to the streets in Koreatown. I always kid about it being the my standard joke is it's it's like I don't need to do Paris to Roubaix. I do the streets in Koreatown t- to Highland Park every other day, and it's just that's murder, you know. So well, forget, forget three thousand-year-old uh, cobblestones.
14: Another but, question. Yeah. Let, let me just a couple other things. You know, in order to get through the crowds of, of the ride riders, the critical masters you know they they would either ride in the middle or they would ride on the sidewalk and i noticed uh two of the the bike officers almost getting um uh picked off by a motorist who exited exited a business without stopping at the sidewalk and it was within inches of a collision of those two cyclists uh those two uh police officers so you know um it, certainly, that's dangerous behavior to be riding that fast because they were riding faster than the the group was riding to catch to get ahead to get to the next intersection. So that's that's a sort of a reminder to them that sidewalk riding, uh, especially at you know a, the speeds that they were going at with, at, with cars that drivers aren't paying attention to what's on the sidewalk, whether it's bicycles or pedestrians. Yeah. Um
5: yeah, can we think about just in terms of leading by example for the LAPD? Uh, I know, especially in downtown, you see you see the bicycle cops on the sidewalk, and it's not a safe place for cyclists to be. So, can we think about in terms of leading by example going forward? That do you think that the bicycle patrols will be more so on the streets rather than the sidewalk?
10: No, I mean that's not the, that's not their purpose.
4: They're, they're not they're not trying to get somewhere. They're like looking out for. Um, things going on I don't I don't know that it would be any safer for them to be on the road because they're not you know yeah I don't I mean maybe they would want to go on the road but I don't I don't think that that's the, their purpose mm-hmm.
3: Glenn final thoughts uh,
14: I guess the only other final thought is that you know the, the riders last night were great with you know the notice to other riders about you know not just the right turn left turns you know, cars, you know, when there were cars parked, you know, blocking a lane that we were in. But the whole issue of the condition of our city streets is really atrocious because, you know, people were pointing out potholes, cracks, et cetera, through, throughout the route. Um, and um, I, I guess, you know, I think it would really, it's great to point those out during a ride, but what we really need to do is. Get the message to everyone that when they're when they're out and about, and they see a dangerous condition like that in the city, is to call 311, report the pothole. Don't don't allow that to become a um, you know a hazard, a continuing hazard that that affects folks. And I guess the other thing that I'm going to try to, and I've talked to Stephen about this, is, is there's no uh, and others that um, there are so many of the city employees, be it parking enforcement with D.O.T., LAPD, on a daily basis, multiple times during the day, traveling the streets of the city, and part of their job, even though maybe it's not in their exact job description, but they're traveling the streets in the performance of their duties with the city, they need to be calling in these hazards. And, you know, it's not just a hazard for cyclists, but I think the consequences for us are greater. When we hit these cracks, these potholes, these, you know, just dangerous conditions in the streets. So I'm just putting that message out there that collectively, as road users, cyclists, motorists, and also all these folks uh, on their daily, daily work, you know, as city employees, that um, that we really work to, to get some of these things correct because it's really it's really unacceptable that that our city streets are in in such sad shape.
7: Thank,
4: Thank you, Glenn.
7: You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Awesome, Glenn so, Bailey.
4: Yeah. So, do we have any other?
7: I, I think people uh, calling uh, in. So one, one more call calling in, and uh, we're looking at some of the footage here. It's uh, pretty phenomenal. It's just the number is sort of, as he said, it's splintered, but it, but they're really, really catching up. What was that? Yeah.
12: So.
3: I, I think so.
4: So I mean, any other final oh, so thoughts so on kind things. of? the way that that critical mass, I mean, anything that we haven't said, we've said it was fun, we've said it was kind of historic. You know,
7: that that was one of the things, we're hearing some of the sounds behind us. that was one of the things that I, I, you pull up the Midnight Riders page like you always do, find out where the ride's going to start or what what other rides are competing with the ride you're going with, and going just kind of taking the yeah, the and you know that there's the going to be
4: four or five oh, rides every rides night up
7: against. There was a Sins and Sprocket ride that was going to go see a band I really wanted to see. There was also an art opening. There was uh, uh, just in, an insane amount of stuff unrelated to bicycling but you'd bicycle to it there was a, a free screening that uh they were doing uh the the film mobile was doing something in in angelito heights and there were uh filmmakers from tijuana showing their films and and i you're all going well, what can they do man it was like it is foreign cinema, but it was, like, on another strata. Some of the stuff I saw was just phenomenal, and it's like we take these things for granted. And
4: you can't you underestimate... You can the, never do yeah. Yeah. You can't underestimate the... Unless you're a the, kill radio
7: DJ like Nick or the, the Media the, Mammal or something. The, just, the
4: bike. I mean, what, one of the things I think that sort of comes out of, of the ride last night is just, like, we've got an amazing thing going on in los angeles oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in terms Absolutely. of biking i mean every night there's bike rides you can go on um sure we should we should be really we should be really excited and again like this like let this positive energy that came out of critical mass spill over into all the other you know group bike rides into your daily commute and, everything that you're doing and
7: having said that there's there's an event today yeah steven you're going to be going to it isn't it Woo! I'm going to take the phone down just a little bit, but you're going to tell us about the event for 30 seconds.
13: Yeah, it's the Eastside Bike Club uh, second birthday party. They're two years old, and that'll be at Lincoln Park uh, on the Eastside. So no matter where you are in L.A., you've got uh, somewhere to go. If you're on the Westside, go vote. And um, I understand there's a barbecue taking place over on the Westside at 1350 Sepulveda Boulevard. And if you're on the Eastside, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, 2 o'clock, and it goes on into the wee hours there's a ride starting at two o'clock. There's two rides starting at two o'clock. There's a party starting at four o'clock. There's a barbecue, and uh, Sergeant Krumer will be there picking up the uh, Golden Crank Award. So if you had a good time last night, and you want to make sure the LAPD gets acknowledged and that we reinforce uh, a good thing and a good relationship. Uh, that's to uh, Lincoln
3: Park.
4: And now I think we have about uh, seven, seven, five, six, seven minutes to talk to who's on the phone now. Yeah, this
3: is Joe Buell with Microcosm Publishing in Portland. How are you doing, Joe?
8: Good, good. Thanks for having me. Um, so you're doing a
3: movie on critical mass up in Portland?
8: Yep. been working on a documentary for the last two and a half years um, that was originally trying to tell the story of the significance of not having critical mass in Portland anymore um, under what sounds like much the same circumstances you're having there. And, um, and then it, it just turns out the story gets more and more complex the further I get into it.
3: Well, what do you mean they're not having critical mass in Portland anymore? Is that, is that true?
8: That's true, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's tapered off around 2006. Um, really contentious relationship with the police and um, really strange um, information being spread about why it was happening and what was happening, and then eventually it just um, it became so not fun, that people cease to attend or participate.
3: Well, could it be possibly because the bike culture is so strong in Portland that they don't need a, a critical mass?
8: Um, that is, that's the information campaign that has been going around, but, I, I mean, when I would talk to people that would participate regularly, they seem pretty shocked to learn that it's not happening, and I don't, I don't think that it's that it's unnecessary, but you know, to some degree it is because there are a lot of other free rides that you can participate in without, you know, the the stigma, you know, or without the baggage or the history of it.
3: What you know, is the that, what is that?
8: Um, much the same as there, um, it it has a just a a really mixed bag reputation. Um, there's a lot of people who believe in cycling but see this um kind of clash between cyclists and the police and you know obviously don't want to have anything to do with conflict they just you know their the interest is in riding your bike or in having a you know a vibrant positive city and so they just don't want to have anything to do with that um and you know in a lot of cases there's um it, it seems to be built largely out of mutual misunderstanding of each other's motives, you know, and the original critical mass in Portland was started very specifically towards the goals of, um, in 1972, our governor passed a law that 1% of highway funding would go to bicycle infrastructure, but even into the 90s, that wasn't happening, and so the original critical mass in 1993 was started to show presence that there were cyclists and there were commuters, and that if that law was on the books, then it should begin force. But quickly over time, it got mirrored and kind of um, lost. in you know, people saw it all about the the public per- perception was that the ride was intentionally creating conflict rather than. Uh, trying to seek safety or specific goals that you know, had gone into it. That was the, the riders and the participants' stated interest.
15: So, is there. And then a, I,
3: yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, is there a lesson that, that LA can take from Portland's critical mass,
8: Mr.? Sure. I, I think it have some kind of unified goals that you can agree on, whether or not there's safety or. Organize around specific campaigns of what you want. You know, I think is really helpful. And you know, I know to some degree it is contradictory to the decentralized nature of the events. But if you have an information campaign around specific problems or incidents, or even just the the high um, the the conflict from the police a month ago, spreading information about that and what happened and what is going on with it currently. So it's so it's more than just rumors, you know. I think that can be the, the greatest aid of, the, you know, critical mass brings a lot of visibility to these issues. And I think having specific issues to partner with that can really be the best thing you can do.
7: I, I'm curious. This is uh, uh, Chicken Leather in the studio, one of the DJs. I'm wondering, uh, do you continue to go on critical mass and find something new at some of these rides, or, or are you somebody that just sort of has said oh man another critical mass i mean do you find something at each one
8: I, I'm, I'm i could barely hear uh, you we're,
3: we're asking if you go on critical masses and if you're still in um if you still find something to uh, something new in them and but they, but they don't have critical masses where you are now
8: i i do i i do travel extensively and i have participated in other places and i for me it's a little different i see it more as i I view it more as an anthropologist than i do as a participant at at this point I, i mean and there's a lot of different rides in portland and um and i think that and i'm not really inclined to go on a lot of them but i don't i think it's a fabulous thing that they're happening i think it's a sign of strength and but when i when i go to other cities and i happen to be there during critical mass or when i go there specifically to participate i do it more to study how it's different or what is going on or what the political climate is like or what the relationship is like with other elements of the cycling community outside of the mass or with the police or things like that
5: have you have you been on the l.a critical mass ride before
8: um... i have though it's been quite a few years um... maybe Seven or eight years,
5: and what was well? What was your impression of it then? And in, in, in terms of, do you think it's maybe gotten any different over time?
8: Um, it seems to. I mean, be, I mean, I've just been trying to catch up with reading the the blog and the news stories about it. Um, it it wasn't there wasn't much of a <laughs> you know. It was fairly left alone at the time, um, and I didn't remember any conflicts or you know any charged up interactions it seemed like it was positively received from what I remember and you know memory is salty over that period of time but I don't remember any escalation at all
5: so what do you think the escalation has com- where do you think that comes from
8: well I think it's largely misinformation that when you um, when Someone who doesn't participate in something, be it the public or the police or people who get incensed because they're stuck in the ride, they're really just scared, I think. I think it's it's stressful enough to be, especially in L.A. traffic, and then to have that coupled with this thing that you don't see about other people's rights, you see it about an inconvenience to you, and, and then I think it's very easy to make the connection of these people are going out of their way to inconvenience me because everything is about me and so and then you, you quickly build a campaign and generalizations and judgments and and then how that happens enough times you know and, and, it, and it's really causing the police to act in this way. Yeah, well, know, let's,
5: to, yeah. Let, let's hope in the future there's kind of a more an environment of mutual respect between cyclists, motorists, and police, and all understanding that it's just kind of a visibility thing and everyone has a right to be out there. So, Well, thanks so sure. much for calling in. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
8: Oh, and Joe,
3: um, where can we get more information and uh, learn about what's going on with your movie?
8: All right, uh, there's a website at um, cantankeroustitles.com. And I have a Kickstarter project right now to raise money to get the remaining um, police documents. There's a one period I don't have all the police documents for, and um, you can search for that on Facebook. The documentary is called Aftermath, or you can look it up on the Contankerous Titles website.
3: All right, thanks so a lot, right. Joe.
8: Yep, thank you. Okay. Bye. Have bye. A good day. bye.
3: Joe Beal with uh, Microcosm Publishing. He's doing Aftermath, a movie about critical mass in different cities. And we just had a guest come in the studio at the last minute. Can we can we talk to him? Absolutely. Oh,
13: yeah. Dale Benson, our uh, – sorry, this one's turned up turbo. Yeah. Dale Benson, who is from Caltrans, uh, he's the local assistance uh, director, and he hosts the Bicycle Advisory Committee for Caltrans. This past um, Thursday, we had uh, focus on planning. We had the consultants that did the Green, Sharrows, in Long Beach. We had Corey from Burbank, whose bike plan just won an award. And we had Jeremy Grant presenting um, the LA Bike Working Group, which is a the community-based planning um, organization. And, gosh, if only we had... A planner and a transportation expert in the room. Oh, my gosh, we do. Um, but the three-legged stool, if you will, is that the community's got to be involved. Uh, the political, the, the you know, the municipal partner has to be there. And we have to have the professionals lined up to do the good hard work like they did in Long Beach and in Homosa Beach. And so this is an aspirational endeavor. So Dale Benson's our local assistant. He also handles uh, safe routes of school. And uh get out
15: of town. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Dale. Uh Again, congratulations on the uh, successful ride you guys had last night. I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to join you, but I was thinking about you the whole time. And um, I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention that we do have a bicycle advisory committee at Caltrans, and we meet every third Thursday of the month. And we uh, we, we, we invite all of you to come to these meetings and bring up issues and uh, here are presentations and network, and it's a great opportunity for uh, bicycle advocates to come together. Is, is, this,
3: so, this, is, not, is this the LA BAC? No, this
15: is the Caltrans State uh, District Seven oh. Caltrans Bicycle Advisory Committee. Okay. And um, right. you know, we we do uh, email out announcements. We're uh, updating our website to have this on our website. We don't have it on right now, but we will in the future. And anyway, I just wanted to emphasize that any and all advocates are welcome to attend the meeting. Uh, Thank you very much. Did you give the address? What's the date Oh, Oh, yes. It's The fourth fourth.
13: Thursday.
15: The fourth Thursday. I made a mistake earlier. I said the third Thursday. It's the fourth Thursday of every month. We have an open space meeting first where we have brown bag lunch, and it's more informal. And then we go into our more formal meeting at 1.30 p.m., and that's every fourth Thursday. And the address is 100 South Main Street, Los Angeles, 90012, uh, right across from the city hall and uh, kind of across from the police new police building. And uh, anyway, just feel free to, to come to the meeting and uh, dialogue with us. Thank you.
3: Well, okay, so I would like to thank everybody that came today. We had um, so many people. My God. Yeah. Can we, can we list all of them? We,
7: we, we could, but instead of doing that, we're just inviting you to listen to our podcast that uh, we're going to put up online. One, la- one last thing we want to tell you. If you miss the critical mass and you want to see some of the footage we shot uh, at the bike oven Sunday night, informally, before we show Beijing bikes out there, we're going to show some of the footage from critical mass. Ain't that
3: cool? Okay, so thanks, kpfk.org and Till uh, Radio. Uh, our email is livebiketalk at gmail.com. I, I think I'm going to try to list everybody who was on, but I wanted to do it in order, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. But in the studio we had from the bicycle kitchen, we had Molly and Kristen. And then we had uh, Madeline from the Westwood uh, Neighborhood Council, hopefully. And
4: hopefully, come out and vote, please. Brozen is your last name? Yes
3: and uh, we also had Chicken Leather and we had Stephen Box and um, we had Glenn Bailey, we had uh, LEPD Bicycle Liaison Commander George Viegas. we had Joe Beale from Microsoft Microcosm Publishing we had Joe Borfo from The Ride who organized civil civil obedience and if we miss anybody it's going to be not good we had Dale Benson from, from Caltrans uh, Bicycle Advisory Committee and, um, was, was
10: that it? Who are you?
3: And I'm Nick Richard from Kilwade and Bactar. So that's it? You good? Are we good?
5: Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. Hey,
11: where'd the right go? You left from the park yeah, I very quickly, right? From the park? Yeah, on know, I never I never
7: got to the park. We we were fixing that kid's bike up and until we saw you get on N- M- La cool, Brea. Cool man, well you yeah. made it. Well it's good to see you guys here. Good. How's the bike? Ah, that's right. Yeah. I'm going
11: down to the Arctic. You wanna go now? Yeah. No, let's go down to the Arctic. I want to, I want to chill for a little bit. Alright, we'll chill for a little bit and then we'll go check some art. Hey this is called Making Memories right here. Yeah, get oh,
10: Let's
1: make oh, the most uh, of it. <laughs> this guy right here. This guy right here. One time he saved me from a pack of lions. Another time they weren't big lions and they were uh, cats. Another time a pack of piranhas. No, no, that was a that was a Broadway show. We and fought piranhas. We fought a, 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 a gang of rhesus monkeys. They were a gaggle in, in Somalia. In uh, they were a gaggle. I think it's
11: a pride. A gang of monkeys. A barrel of monkeys. A barrel. 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 Whatever it was, it was fun. I love Look at it. it. Are you tweeting? Are you, are you tweeting? Are you twatting? 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 What's the past tense of tweet? Twelling? twatling? <laughs>
7: It is twit. We've confirmed oh, it. The plastic sexy. of tweeting oh, is twit. T- Look at
11: Italiano and like, Oh. There's one up Go on. Go on. Go on. Go Go tonight? You're you're the boy.